Welcome to the Practical Family Podcast, where we encourage families to build strong foundations and healthy homes. I'm Jennifer Bryant. Today, our episode will focus on smartphones and parenting. Has technology become too much of a distraction in your home? As a parent, do you feel like your kids are competing for attention with you over the devices? Or do you find it difficult to parent without keeping them quiet or calm with an iPad? Join me and my good friend Silka Bump as we discuss technology and how it's affected our lives as parents. So it's hard to believe that the type of technology we have now that didn't exist when we grew up, it's hard for me to think that I actually lived without that. I mean, but being the generation that we're from, we can remember when that stuff wasn't around, right? Do you remember? I do. It was, there was just not technology in my family. We wasn't really into like video games or anything like that. So it was mostly reading and playing outside and mm. and just being together or you know, just, you know, playing with our dolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Just that was a big thing. <laughs> imagination, right? What a concept. Yeah. I remember using my imagination. I remember going into the backyard and just, you know, being fine with being out there by myself. And mm-hmm. I would make believe and come up with stories. We'd play with our cousins and pretend like we we're in different worlds. Right? <laughs> I feel like kids don't get the, uh, well, it's not that they don't get the opportunities, maybe that because technology is so available that, you know, the next thing on Netflix is the easiest thing to put my kids in front of instead of facilitating yeah. an outside time, mm-hmm. you know, do you find, do you find that? I mean, you have a little, <laughs> you have a little baby daughter. How, how old is Amaya? She is two now already. Oh. oh my gosh. Are you finding it hard to keep her away from, um, I don't know, your cell phone or <laughs> you know, things like that? Um... Well, for her, it's just always kind of been around. So she's aware of it, but she isn't, um, she doesn't like really want it that, you know, she's not always like trying to grab for it or anything like that. Um, she does like looking at pictures. Um, so she knows that that's what a cell phone does. And of course, you know, when my husband calls me, then she'll be like, daddy, or whoever's name she thinks Aww. happens to be on the phone. <laughs> but she doesn't like, usually want it to play on it or anything like that. She just, actually, she just wants to touch it. Just touch it. <laughs> she just wants to touch it. So she, like, will pretend to, like, give it to me because she just wants to touch it. I'm like, thank you. Aww, she knows it does something magical. Should, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she knows it's mommy's and she's not supposed to touch it. So that's why she wants to touch it. That's why. So what did, what did you use the phone for? I mean, do you remember when the phone just started to come on the scene um, when you were growing up? Um, yes, I remember we had a friend who, you know, that was the first cell phone I, I saw my friend's dad, and I, I thought it was tiny, it was probably pretty large at that time, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just this new technology thing, it was a phone you could carry around, and it was kind of weird, and um, I had never seen anything like that before, and of course, you know, it started becoming more normal, and um, I guess acceptable, and people you know, started getting cell phones. But even for our family, um, we didn't right away have a cell phone, of course. Like, mm. I remember we had a coin purse that was, like, attached to our backpack when we went to school. It had four quarters in it and our home phone number. So oh, wow. that was how we would communicate, which is crazy <laughs> to think of now. Like, I can't believe, like, now me trying to find a pay phone <laughs> to call somebody to see like where they are or what's happening or if I was in trouble or something like that yeah so um so yeah we didn't have a cell phone right away so I definitely remember the time before having 
having one of those, especially a personal one. I didn't have a personal cell phone for forever. Our family had one, mm. or at least my parents had one. So, yeah. yeah. Well, just the thought of people not being as easily accessible, yes. you know, yeah. like that almost strikes fear into it, my heart. It is. It's very and scary. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's terrible to even think that because, hello, people for <laughs> thousands of years have operated without it. Yes. So what is it about technology that, that just sort of like skewed our sense of security? Know. Yeah. You know, it, it's strange to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, so as a parent then, because this episode is about smartphones and parenting. So as a parent, let's talk about the benefits first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's not like trash on cell phones the whole entire time. There is some but, good. But let's talk about the good things. So in parenting, you know, it's good that that everything being on one device, yes. like the convenience of having a cell phone is, is incredible, mm-hmm. right? The information is right there. I mean, it, people are throwing away their phone books. Like mm-hmm. there's no need yeah. for a phone book because you can find whoever. And now there's Yelp, you know, for goodness <laughs> sake. You can rate which car mechanic is the best or, yes. you know, relatively speaking. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's all that ability now. Um, and then my favorite is holding less information in my brain mm-hmm. than on paper. Yes. Now, now we're going to talk a little bit later about kids and education and why the importance of memorizing things is, mm-hmm. I mean, is, is important and why it's a good thing. But I don't want to have to remember everybody's phone number, oh right? Gosh, I mean, yeah. even writing it down in the fear of losing uh, my little um, phone book mm-hmm. um, is just not anything I think about anymore because everybody's right there. How does, how does your phone help you as a parent, have you found? Um, like you said, it's convenient because everything is on one device. I use it for uh, grocery shopping coupons, definitely my calendar, definitely reminders about things. Um, I can, you know, go to Pinterest and look up a recipe for dinner. Yes, I do that a lot. Um, a map, calculator. So mm-hmm. those all kind of help me in my in my daily life as a mom. Oh man! Yeah, like your personal assistant. Yes. Right it's there. Our personal assistant. In your pocket. <laughs> In our pocket. In our hand, right there. I love it. I love it, right? I mean, and it, and it's beautiful and wonderful, but what, like any good thing, right? Too, of course. too much of a good thing <laughs> is too much. So now the drawbacks, you know, and many many of you listening have, have probably heard these before, but what I want to touch on is, is just how it affects from one mom to another. Silka and I are like here talking about what this actually is means for us. I, I, I'm wondering if you can relate to any of this. So so in the comments, feel free to chime in, you know, if uh, if any of this affects you personally or if you have any other ideas of what these drawbacks may have looked like, feel free to chime in. So the issue with me then, Silka, is like when I look at it yes. and how often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a struggle. <laughs> so too much, too often. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sometimes it affects the flow of my day. I don't know about you, but like some days I I will I will feel it. I'll start to feel like my head spinning, my <laughs> eyes are swimming. Like I just had technology overload because um, be, because it was just too much, and I feel compelled to look at it. And the notifications. I think they did studies on like how that little red notification <laughs> really? circle oh, no. affects your. It's like Pavlov's dog no. or something. Like it conditions your brain to respond mm. in a certain way emotionally, and yeah. I'm like, no, it's taken over my brain. <laughs> Um, and sometimes I just need to close my eyes and rest, and I feel like throwing my phone mm-hmm. against the couch cushions because I don't want to break it because it costs a lot of money. <laughs> I know. Um, and just saying, when 
when did it start making me feel this way and headaches and everything? Mm-hmm. So is looking at it been an issue for you or how often? Um, definitely how often I look at it and it's not anything, it's kind of like all of a sudden you're like, I've, I've just been looking at my phone like this whole time and I find that I, I look at my phone just in spare moments, kind of like when my brain gets a little bored or when there's just like a little bit of downtime or anything like that, or a random thought comes into my head. I'm like, Oh, let me look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's so easy. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like you, you're just always on your phone because there's always something you can look at on there. Mm-hmm. There's always something you can be doing. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm checking it for reasons, you know, for being a mom, recipe, and like how to get somewhere or whatever like that, or when a class is starting because, you know, of course I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find myself not looking at it just for when I need it, but when I don't need it, kind of just as like mm-hmm. entertainment. Yeah, yeah. No, and then and then it starts out by checking your calendar mm-hmm. or checking your, your emails maybe mm-hmm. or something. And then you're like, oh, what else can I do? Exactly. While I've got this in front of my face. And I'm like, no, just put it down. Just put it It's like down. checking your email. You're like, oh, Old Navy has a sale. Oh, let me go to the Old Navy website. Oh, let me look what Gap has on sale. And then you're just gone. And that means that those advertisers have been successful. Yes. Like that's what they're trying to get they you to do. me in. It's the click, right? It's the clickbait. So I can't. I can't fault them because they're like, well, where are people? Are people on their phones at this mm-hmm. time? So let me put it at the bottom of this email. Yeah. So anyway, just think. I find at times when I try, when I think like an advertiser, and I go, okay. As a parent right now, I don't. I don't need this right now. They just put it here so, to to try to get me to click on it, so I need to put it down. Yes. So so being intentional, and we'll talk about the, the what to do later. But but the intentionality of just looking at it for what you need to. Mm-hmm look at it for and then mm-hmm. putting it down. Um, so so that whole thing about being sucked into spending time on it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's become a phenomenon that 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 technology has increased so much, especially um, in for, for those of us who are raising young kids now. I mean, I think people of, of our parents' generation and, and our grandparents' generation, mm-hmm. they they appreciate the technology for different reasons because mm-hmm. it allows them if the efficiency that they need because they they can't be running around like we are right now mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> with our heads cut off like chickens right but for us who are young parents the thing that we're fighting is is that it does suck us in it uh, it's too much time i think on it so how do we get away from that then where are the boundaries because no in in like in anything new that's set up any new piece of technology there's not in you know inherent boundaries set <laughs> until it becomes a problem right yes. so if we're now seeing it as a problem like how did i become so dependent on it i mean do you think it can easily become an addiction definitely it's definitely addicting i haven't really you know done any study read any of the studies like you did but i know there's many articles just like about kids and how addicting it is the technology and screen time and just how like detrimental it really is and you know it's not just for kids it's us too as adults um just we lose our focus and we are just so easily distracted and I think being distracted on our phone and being distracted because of our phone and while on our phone we get distracted in real life when we don't even have a phone around us Mm -hmm. when we're just trying you know talk to people or you know go about your life you can find it to be easy easily Mm -hmm. distracted because that's just kind of what you've conditioned yourself to be is distracted yeah 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 like like multitasking Mm -hmm. right yes (laughs) like multitasking is such 
uh, can be such a good thing, mm-hmm. but too much of it means that be- basically we're an inch deep and a mile wide. Like mm-hmm. we can go mile wide with all the things that we're getting done at one point, mm-hmm. but really not connect to any mm-hmm. one of them because we're quickly off to the next thing. Exactly, and that's like, that's like you know all the clicking that we're doing on the phone. Like, what are we actually getting done that means <laughs> know. anything? You Nothing. Know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we feel like that. I mean, yeah, there there are things on our phone that help us to be productive mm-hmm. and that, not discounting yeah. that at all. But it's but it's where we allow our brain to be conditioned to go next, mm-hmm. you know. So does that mean that I just have a bunch of friends and they're all real shallow relationships? <laughs> you know, like yeah. we don't want that, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll talk more about that too um, later in the you know, as we, as we go on, like what, how technology affects us in our daily life mm-hmm. and our family life and things. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it can get deep. <laughs> so the fact that life is more than technology, mm-hmm. um, it's meant to help and enhance us, but we can't be consumed by it. Correct. Um, I was actually listening to an awesome podcast this week, um, from the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And Andrew Pudwa is one of my favorite teachers. He as uh, the founder of this curriculum, to teach kids how to write and communicate. And what he says is is that technology will atrophy the skill that it replaces. It's crazy. Technology will atrophy the skill that it replaces. So when you think of atrophy like like muscles going into atrophy when they're not being used, you know, maybe you have you have surgery, you, you have to be immobile for a long period of time and you can't use that muscle anymore. Or or like in language when you 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 learn a yes. language and then you don't use it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you you used to live in Germany, right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> How much German do you know? Uh, <laughs> none. <laughs> I can kind of understand it, but definitely any that I could speak is, is Pretty much gone. <laughs> yeah, because you're not practicing exactly. it anymore. You yeah. don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to use it. So the same thing with like kids and technology. So when we think about it as a parent, we're always putting them in front of the iPad or the TV or you know, letting them play games on our cell phone. Again, not terrible things in and of themselves, but too much of a good thing yes. becomes not a good thing. Um, so when it comes to writing, we have spell check. Oh. And they don't need to learn how to spell words because they're spell check, right? That's hard. They say, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh how do you gosh. spell this? Seriously, it's like, how do I spell this? Let me type it in <laughs> my phone. I don't know. My phone will tell me. <laughs> my phone will tell me. How do you spell this thing? Exactly. <laughs> and then communication, basic communication skills. Yes. You know, being having their faces in front of the screen during any kind of downtime. Yeah, we may need them to be quiet. And that's why there's a screen in front of their <laughs> face. But you know what? It keeps them from learning how to communicate with other people, mm-hmm. with adults especially. I think that's a super yes. huge skill to teach kids, right? Say hi to Auntie. Look at her when she t- is talking to you. Mm-hmm. Honey, she's asking you a question. Exactly. And I hate for my kids to, uh, to have, especially if they have a device in mm-hmm. front of them. And it just becomes a barrier between them and communication. So it's not a good thing. And then not to mention math. I mean, I know, I know you mentioned you use your phone oh, as a calculator. I'm horrible at math. <laughs> and I do too, okay? I'm not saying I don't use my calculator on my phone. But um, but what we teach our kids in automatically giving them a calculator mm-hmm. is that it causes them to question, well, is it even worth learning to do mental math? Yeah. And it is. I mean, my husband is big on on my kids learning math, and so actually I have them. I have him teach them math most of the time because... <laughs> Because I like the way that he thinks through it, and honestly, I don't, I mean, it's not my gifting, it's not my thing, um, but um, I want them to learn it from their daddy because um, because he learned it in a different way than I did, mm-hmm. and he uses it differently, so I want them to, to understand the way their daddy <laughs> learns it. 
Um, and then memorization, like I said before. So um, in the curriculum that I take my kids through after school, uh, they learn a lot of historical dates. Mm. So remembering people and time. They just learned about Columbus. And mm-hmm. do we remember that song from school you know, in 1492? <laughs> do you remember? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Woo! And they learned. So I just put, I just put her on the spot. Just to, um, but the kids learning dates and people and things, you know, if they always just have a phone to reference her, my, oh my gosh, my, my daughter asks me sometimes, Mom, um, do you know about, you know, such and such? She asked me a question, and, and I'm like, I don't know, baby. She's like, well, can you ask Siri? And I'm like, how do you know about asking Siri anything? I go, I never talk to Siri. How do you know how to talk to, talk to her? This is terrible. No, and, and I tell her, no, I'm not going to ask Siri. We're going to look it up a different way. Exactly, we're going to Google it. <laughs> no, totally like, different. Oh, teaching her how to use an encyclopedia yes. for the love. You know, like, it's yeah. important. So basically, the, the importance of mastering basic skills first is yes. what Andrew Prudois was saying. He says, don't eclipse the development. Don't, don't um, put something in front of them, you know, we we saw the eclipse this week, right? How the moon goes in front of the Mm -hmm. sun. So don't keep technology as that, the moon in front of the sun that's outshining there, that's covering up the the light of what they can learn on their own, Mm -hmm. what they need to learn on their own first, right? Mm -hmm. So toddlers, they don't need to always be on iPads. They don't need the latest app that's going to teach them basic skills. I mean, again, good things should not be everything. So if you're not there with them, talking with them, touching uh, manipulatives that show them how to do basic math and mm-hmm. sorting and things like that, if they don't have that human touch and interaction to learn these important things, it's just not going to happen. I know I, I love to run into you guys at the library. <laughs> yes. so you, take, you take baby girls to the library, I do. right? She loves the library. Um, she's not really... <laughs> into reading the books she likes to take them off the shelves um but she loves the puzzles (laughs) she will sit and do the puzzles for forever and she likes to color and they also have um they have a story time there so she kind of listens to that and they do a craft and she she loves all the crafty stuff and um yeah she loves going to the library she will ask if we're gonna go and um we also have her in a music class so there's like lots of singing and, and body movement and a lot of it is without um, recorded music. It's just us singing. Aww. So, you know, she gets to hear like mom and dad singing the song and everyone's doing the hand motion. So she, you know, she'll sing those songs at, at the house. Like she always wants me to sing the songs from her music class. Aww. So she loves that. And um, they get to play with little instruments. And um, we also take her to the Discovery Center. Mm. She likes, you know, just being able to touch things and play with things and see like the reaction if she does plays with this certain thing or, you know, pushes the car this way, whatever, she gets to, you know, just have, you know, the sensory touch and be able to learn that way, which I think is really, really big for kids. Oh, that is awesome. And she's interacting with the community. Yes. Like that is the thing, because we could do all kinds of stuff at home Mm -hmm. and we can provide things. And honestly, as a young parent, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff to do, right? (laughs) So even if we have the opportunity to be home with Mm -hmm. our kids, there's still everything else to do. Yes. So finding time to like sit with, you're making time, sorry, <laughs> to sit with our kids and be intentional about doing that versus having somewhere to go mm-hmm. 
like having an appointment. Like I yes. need an appointment to go to the gym, okay? Because yeah. people are expecting <laughs> me to be there. Like I need an appointment to, to I know when story time at the library is. Mm-hmm. And like that's amazing that yes. you're exposing her to not just stuff for her, but other people mm-hmm. in the community doing the same thing. And that is so and She important. has little friends and it's so cute and she asks where they are. Oh, oh she has little friends. <laughs> yeah, she has little friends. She's making little friendships. <laughs> stuff it. that you cannot do on your phone. <laughs> I know. At least until you join Facebook and she has exactly. no business on Facebook until exactly. she's at least 18, I think. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, oh, that's a good thing. So good things that become distractions, but, but this is one awesome thing mm-hmm. that we can do to, to counter that for sure. Yes. So the scripture I want to uh, highlight for this particular topic, and I think it's going to be throughout our series about technology and the family, is from 1 Corinthians 10.23. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I can do and I want to do a lot of things. Yes. Right. There are so many <laughs> options. That's the thing that technology affords us is mm-hmm. all of the stinking options to do yeah. whatever we feel like doing. But <clears throat> having the discernment to say, I can, but I don't need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not really how good is this for my mm-hmm. health, my mental, my emotional well being, my is this gonna add anxiety to my life? Yeah. Is like one more thing to do, one more app to download, mm-hmm. you know, is it really necessary? So it's that war inside, right? That yeah. not everything is permissible everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And again, that's from First Corinthians ten twenty three. Now the war inside being that culture is pulling us toward all things technology and the memories of playing outside are diminishing. Mm-hmm. Like like kids are actually being diagnosed with what are they calling it? Like nature deficiency? It's crazy. It's crazy. And you can imagine these hardworking parents that that work, you know, that have to work a lot Mm -hmm. of jobs maybe and kids go from school to maybe their latchkey, they go straight home, they hop on the TV or whatever Mm -hmm. because that's all, they don't have an adult telling them otherwise. But um, so parents, please get your kids out there or make time or, Mm -hmm. or question maybe whether or not your job is worth spending less time with your kids you know that's a whole nother topic but seriously like (laughs) seriously think about how technology is affecting their growth um Mm -hmm. and health um the idea of and and we're going to end with this short list of boundaries to have in place but Mm -hmm. it goes into like the idea of convenience and efficiency right and i tend to sacrifice genuine connection for these two things Mm -hmm. convenience and efficiency, and I'm because I'm such a productive type of person. <laughs> a type A, I'm real productive, but for this, I will sacrifice efficiency for connection. One example <laughs> I have, and uh, my husband and I, uh, this has been a thing for us on our calendar. So I synced our calendars. I, I synced my Google Calendar onto both of our phones, and he, I've got an iPhone, he's got a Samsung. You know, we're still married. It's okay, right? <laughs> but I was able to sync the Google thing onto his Samsung with the Google account that I set up for him. And so I'm keeping track of things on our calendar. And, and then when he asked me questions like, oh, so what are we doing So you know, today or tomorrow or something? And I would get annoyed like, look at your calendar. I synced it for you. For, what in it's the there. world? And I would get truly upset about this. But what, and after a huge argument, what we ended up coming to was, the fact that I was sacrificing convenience and efficiency, like I efficiently synced your calendar to mine so that you know what we're doing, right? But he's like, well, you still need to talk to me. Like, let's, 
you know, we still need to connect that way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, talk, remind me, hey, this is what's going on, or hey, let's talk about it, instead of just, like, leaving me hanging yeah. and expecting me to, you know, I said, and, and, and so me trying to force him into that world <laughs> did not work. So so what technology affords us in, in the convenience and efficiency does not always make room. It does not naturally make room for human connection, mm-hmm. and we have to be intentional about doing that just like you take Amaya to the library mm-hmm. and you, you make sure to expose her to these things so that she doesn't become dependent on needing something a screen in front of mm-hmm. her face to tell her how to live life right yep. it's it's that's the difference so let's talk about four boundaries in closing now four boundaries that we can put in our place to keep technology um, not at the forefront of our <laughs> lives and, and put people first so number one asking ourselves, can this wait so you had something to say about this part, right? Yes, that's definitely the question I've been asking myself uh, lately, just as I've become more aware of how much time I actually spend on my phone, because um, I do stay at home, which is a total blessing, but I would find myself on my phone, and, you know, she, my uh, my baby is totally okay, you know, playing by herself, and that's good. It's good for her to have some, like, alone time playing imagination, but I would just find myself being on the phone, not really for any good reason, really. And so I just need to be, Mm -hmm. can this wait? Like, I can check my email later. I can, you know, look up a recipe later. You know, I just need to maximize the time that I have while she's awake and just try to get things done, you know, when she takes her nap or or whenever, just other pockets of time. But um, for me, even, that would just help me be more efficient if I just try to get everything done in that short amount of time. Because mm. if I try to do it throughout the day, sometimes I don't get any of it done because I'm like mm. trying to do it here and then she needs something and it, nothing just, nothing gets done. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. so lately I've just been like writing down the things I need to get done. And then when she goes and takes her nap, then, you know, I just go through this and I'm a list maker. So I'm you know, like Yay. checking things off. Yay. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> let me just cross it off. I feel productive. And, um, so I find I get a lot more done while she's sleeping because I have a list of all the things that have come to my mind. And like, okay, if it's something that can wait, then it goes on the list. And then when she's sleeping, I can go through the list and, and get it done. And then sometimes I have some free time for myself, which is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're kind of like just make like like a paper list yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even a paper list. Like not everything needs to be done on our phone, yeah. right? <laughs> like not everything. Um, uh, so that I like what you said about maximizing the time. Mm-hmm. So if you keep that as priority in your mind, you ask yourself, can this wait? Mm-hmm. How am I maximizing the time that I have with my loved ones yes. right now? Yeah. Right now at this moment. That's awesome. The second thing is designating time. Yeah. So like you said, Zilka, just now, like <laughs> making a time to check your emails, mm-hmm. to check your messages or knowing that I'll check it at this time. Mm-hmm. I'll check it and I'll like, take care of all that right then because inevitably checking a message is going to lead to needing to maybe answer that question that somebody asked you or making that date or um researching this and that yes. because you got this email right like looking into yeah. it it leads to that it's a slippery slope yeah it's a slip. i was going to say rabbit trap yeah a slippery slope is better <laughs> it's a slippery slope for sure so to, and then what what helps me sometimes is that i have to time myself mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. actually put on a timer whether it's the timer, yeah, no, yeah, it helps to have the timer on my phone. Tell <laughs> yeah. me when to get off. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. yeah, I'm only going to spend 10 minutes on this checking notifications or whatever. 
Um, or at least be aware of what time you start. Like, mm-hmm. look at the clock and say, okay, I'm looking at this at 10.45. Oh, gosh, okay. I need to be aware of the the, the minutes, the, the half hour, the mm-hmm. hour that may slip by with mm-hmm. me just vegging on it, and that's yes. not good. So consider when um, when you do it. And then, like I said before, being intentional. Just like just like our money, actually. Did you, did you guys do the Financial Peace we University? Did. Yes. Oh. So good. Guys, this is a shameless plug for <laughs> Financial Peace University, okay? I'm not I'm not receiving any endorsement or any kickback from this at all. It's just an incredible it program. Really Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. He says, you need to tell your money where to go, mm-hmm. right? Or else you'll just find it kind of like slipping away from you because mm-hmm. if you're always driven by impulsive buying and not saving... I mean, it's your money is running your life, and mm-hmm. then you're in debt, and it's just not a good thing. So when we tell our money where to go, it does what we say. Yeah. <laughs> it does it. It stays in that savings. It stays. You know, it it stays with us if we're making wise choices about our purchases. So the same with our phone too. We need to tell our phone what to do. Like, nope, you're not. You know, you're not going to notify me right now. I turn mm-hmm. off my notifications for certain things or mm-hmm. most things actually, so it doesn't disrupt my life and we have to tell our phone what to do so uh number three number three actually is um i'm going to call it things to do while you wait because i've actually also created a cool infographic that you can share on social media um 10 things to do while you wait instead of checking your phone so (laughs) i'm going to go through this list really quick so just considering what else you could be doing like instead of vegging out on your phone. Number one, read a book. Expand your vocabulary and develop stronger analytical thinking skills. Right? Number two, solve a puzzle. Crossword puzzles or develop linguistic skills, Sudoku, numerical, or a Rubik's Cube is tactile and spatial awareness. It's crazy, right? <laughs> the things that we used to do without phones. Mm-hmm. Number three, sew something or <laughs> anything. Just sew something. <laughs> Attach two pieces of cloth together, whatever. <laughs> Um, hand-eye coordination it helps with so number four people watch study body language it helps us to connect with people better and improve communication skills number five we could write a letter um, which is thoughtful practice to pause reflect and meditate on the subject and it also improves our penmanship <laughs> always good <laughs> need to type everything right so and number six Number six is make a list for your tasks, groceries, goals, any sort of planning for the future that you need. Number seven is introduce yourself. You can let the person know who you are beside them, and that would be. <laughs> I think nowadays if someone did that to me, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> "Who are you? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> why, are you just, why are you on your phone?" <laughs> But it, but it's you know, it's good to introduce yourself. You know, let people know that they're seen, and you know, mm-hmm. talk to people, or you know, comment on you know, you like their dress, or you like their watch, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Just to strike up a conversation instead of being on their phone. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So being available because yes. you, you know what, you never know who needs it. Mm-hmm. You never know who needs um, to just know that you see them, you notice them. You know, it means so much to people because we live in an age where mm-hmm. everybody's on their phone. Exactly. Um, number eight. <laughs> Actually, this is my, yeah, my this is the one that I came up with because I don't know if I'm just this paranoid or what. But number eight, plan an emergency escape. <laughs> like, like I'm sitting in the bank or whatever, or I'm sitting in the you know DMV or whatever. 
where are my nearest exits in case of emergency? <laughs> As the scouts say, always be prepared. It wouldn't hurt. So again, like things to do while I'm not on my phone and, you know, a, a daydream or whatever, but I'm sitting there planning how to get out. If this building catches on fire or if there's an active, you know, shooter situation. Or You'll something. be the first out. <laughs> You'll be like, follow me. That's what I do when I daydream people. It's a little bit morbid. But number nine, number nine. Oh, so good. Pray for someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, talk it out or write it out. If they're on your heart and mind, it might be for a reason. So number nine, pray for someone. And number 10, consider a change. What would you consider changing about your life or attitude to make a positive difference? So again, 10 things to do while you wait instead of checking your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it You know, really being, being aware, self-aware um, is a huge part of, you know, not letting technology take over all of who we are and mm-hmm. what we do. Um, and number and number four uh, of the boundaries that we can set is is just that. It's spirit and mind rest. Um, so being better equipped to serve your family. Yeah, it's so important just to, to kind of, you know, shut things down, shut things off, turn off the TV, turn off sometimes even the music and turn off your phone and just really stop the barrage of of information and things coming at you you know advertising and and all of that and just to really let your mind rest and to let your spirit rest and to just I don't know to just breathe I think sometimes we're just so filled with information and Mm -hmm. everything is just swirling around and we get so caught up in it and we're wondering why we're stressing out and why we have anxiety Mm -hmm. and all of that and when you're rested you can better take care of yourself first and then also take care of your family or you know whatever you're doing for your job like you're just a better person all around when you're rested and your mind has time to rest and your spirit has time to rest just to refocus and you know really recharge amen amen i love it so moving forward one thing that i'm working on this week is actually charging my phone in a separate room (laughs) at night Mm -hmm. okay i know a lot of people use their phone as their alarm clock but seriously, buy an alarm. <laughs> Go to Walmart. Buy an alarm. Like like I said, that it's it's easy and it's convenient and it's efficient to have everything on our phone. But when we're trying to have serious soul, mind, and body rest, mm-hmm. it it it's not a lot of these things. A lot of these conveniences are not worth it in the end. Honestly, they're just not worth it. Um, so buy an alarm clock, like an old school one. I like those ones with the two bells in between that are super loud and give you a heart attack when you wake up. Like I used to, You're ready like, for the day. Whatever wakes you up, seriously. But it does not need to be your phone because you know what? For the longest time, my, my go-to has been to pick up my phone, check Facebook first thing in the morning, and mm-hmm. I cannot, cannot, cannot be doing that because mm-hmm. I want my, my mind to wake up focused on the things that, that matter mm-hmm. instead of whatever else is out there. Yeah. So, Silka, do you have something that you're going to work on when it comes to your phone? Yeah, just definitely being more conscious of how I use it. Definitely asking myself, can this wait? And um, just changing my normal because it's just become, like, it just became normal to always be looking at my phone. And I don't know how it happened, but it did. And, you know, just to be aware of that and to change my normal and to just really be present I find that when I'm always on my phone, I'm not present. I'm mm-hmm. usually somewhere else thinking of some somewhere else, but, you know, I have a beautiful little girl at home, and I need to just be focusing on her and, you know, just soaking up the time that I have, 
you know, while she's still home, while she's still little, while she's, while she's still two, which is so cute. Mm. And, um, yeah, just, just changing my normal to, you know, not having my phone be my go-to or the biggest priority. Um, definitely letting it aid my life and not just be like consumed by it. And also, like you said, turning off notifications. So my phone's Mm -hmm. always dinging or, yes or popping up on my phone so yes that'll amen. definitely be a big change you tell your phone what to do you yes. tell it what to do <laughs> <laughs> only remind me at this point in time because <laughs> we need to focus on being a parent and yes. raising the people that that are going to lead the next generation yes. so thanks so much so for coming fun. by today yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you've been listening to practical family podcast visit us on the web at practicalfamily.org and follow us on facebook Twitter, and Instagram. Look out for our technology and family series. Again, that's at practicalfamily.org. Come and leave us a comment, post on our Facebook page, comment on our Instagram images, and join the community. Practicalfamily.org, where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes.